Hello, and welcome to the Modern Romantic Podcast, where we celebrate romanticism through art, storytelling, nature, music, poetry, creating, and passionate people doing incredible things. Hello, I'm the lonely little brain cell. I'm Craig. And tonight I'm joined... I'm joined by the tiny tardigrade Snuckles, <laughs> um, aka my co-host uh, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hola. Hola. We have now switched over to the Spanish podcast. <laughs> uh, if, if you're watching live right now, um, you need to go listen to our other episodes. They are available on all the best podcast outlets. But I don't rule your life. You do, you boo. Uh, just look for us under Modern Romantic. Or you can visit our website at themodrom.com and click podcast up at the top. If you didn't know by now, hi, we're really cool. You should come listen to us more often. And um, <laughs> we also leave stream, live stream all of our interviews. Um, and you are cordially invited to join us. Interact with our guests every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Visit twitch.tv forward slash the modern romantic to follow us and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, we also invite you to share us with a friend and loved ones and everybody in between. Uh, tonight, we have a very special guest with us. Emily, would you like to introduce, introduce our wonderful guest tonight? Of course I would. First of all, I have to say, you sound so much like Kermit when you said hi like you did. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Yeah. You have to flail. Very Muppety. Yeah, you have to really flail. <laughs> so tonight we're chatting with Amy Danielson from Bold Oracle Studios. She's organizing a really cool festival called Living Myth Legend Fest that's happening in Wisconsin. Uh, you can learn more at boldoracle.com. And uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Danielson. Daniels, I can't, I'm sorry, I screwed it up. Ladies and gentlemen, Amy Danielson. It's not even that hard to say. I'm so sorry. Uh, Yay, Queen of the uh, Fae, Amy Danielson. The crowd go. goes wild. Wow. Yay. Yay. Uh, I'm super happy to be here. This is cool. Thanks for coming. I've never been on a podcast before, I don't think. Oh. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know. I don't think so, though. You have a friend with you, I see. I have a friend. Oh, yes. This is Ron with it's R H O N as in like Rhonda. Okay. We thought she was a boy when she was little baby. And now obviously she is not. Ron is a black and white cat. Yes. Aww. A little tuxedo cat. <laughs> little uh, camera shy, I see. Yes, she's leaving. She's and decided that my boyfriend is her boyfriend also. So oh. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Well, that's good. They get along. Oh, my gosh. She's totally in love with him. She, like, sticks her nose into his armpit. That's that... her way of cuddling him. Oh, that's a strange one, though. <laughs> it is a little strange. <laughs> She's a weirdo. Run. Um, I, before we get started, I keep seeing your mug, and I would like to know, what is what is on your mug? Okay, so... There's this musician in Mankato named Ocho, and we got this at his, whatever, when he was playing somewhere. So that's his mug. So a little shout out to Ocho. It's got lipstick on there. Nice. So Mankato, Minnesota. Mankato, Minnesota. I live near there, about a half an hour from there. Okay. 
So oh, pretty far. Awesome. I live two hours from where the festival is going to be held, actually. Oh, yeah, wow. I do too. About well, wait, you're talking about Ren in the Glen Fest. territory. Yeah, Ren in the Glen is the is a, also a festival that already happened this year, but it happens every year, and it's really fun. It's a Renaissance festival there. It's like only one weekend um, per year, and they've got the Glen is so beautiful, like ridiculously beautiful, and after 10 years of just having Ren in the Glen, you really wanted to start opening it up to other festivals and maybe weddings and things. So um, he asked me to do, well, I had already had an idea to do Living Myth, but I was going to do it 10 minutes from my house. But the Glen is so much better and they have an established audience. So I thought, well, it would be really fun. So I thought, why not? I will do it. So wait, where is that? That's in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's in Downing, Wisconsin. It's the tiniest place ever. And the weird thing is my dad was grew up around there. But um, it's um, right in the middle of nowhere. It's 20 minutes from Men Menominee. Oh, so okay. It's, it's, that's the closest town, really. I mean, there's teeny towns close by that might have a bar and a restaurant, if you're lucky. But that's As Wisconsin it. is right. Yeah, that's how it is. More more bars than churches in Wisconsin. Yep. I don't know if that's true. I'm sorry if that's incorrect. <laughs> someone no, someone I, will write in and be like, "You're wrong." I, right. There's <laughs> no. I've experienced that a lot in a lot of towns. There's like a, at least three or four bars. Even I grew up in a, like a 900 person town. Mm -hmm. and wow. I think there's at least three bars all the time. <laughs> yeah. I lived near, um, well, it was in Wilson, Wisconsin, which is kind of near River Falls. And that's mm -hmm. near Menominee as well. We would go to yeah. Menominee all the time for, for groceries and everything because right. that was the closest to anything. Mm -hmm. And it's super rural. That's where, like, in the warmer months, you'd see a bald eagle soaring in the air, like, every day. Yeah. Totally. It's just way out there and they're not bothered. They're bears. Disturbed. Yeah. The wildlife is really cool. It is. They're everywhere. So when we're when we were at the Glen, I went there on Friday, this past Friday, to scope out where all the fairies are gonna be. Mm -hmm. Because there's gonna be I have like this huge army of volunteers that it's so cool. Like That's I awesome. I've never I didn't I mean, I kind of had a hope that that would happen, but I didn't expect quite what's happening. It's really neat. So um, people are signing up to be fairies and they each have their own identity as a fairy. It's so cute. And like, um, so for instance, um, Kitty is the, well, I don't think that's gonna be her fairy name, but anyway, she's the the girl who's on the Legend Fest posters and, and like the, the banner on Facebook. Okay. So she's going to be, what did she say? Oh, I think she's going to do origami luck stars, teach little kids how to make luck stars. And then they get oh. to take their little luck star home. And, and we're situating each fairy like underneath a tree or a group of trees. Okay. So the whole festival grounds is just, it's a glen. So it's, you know, dipped like a little valley, tiny valley. And then there's woods on all sides and except for one side is a cornfield <laughs> and tiny little bits of trees so 
I, it was interesting because when I went there, I realized the trees were traditional, like they're hawthorn and magical trees that in the Celtic tradition are considered magic. And hawthorn is a lot, a big deal in like a lot of fairy stories and everything. Mm -hmm. So most of them are hawthorn. So I just thought that was very interesting. Kind of a little detail. Sounds perfect. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So are you... I looked on Facebook and Living Myth Legend Fest has an event yep. on Facebook. Um, so it's Saturday, September 24th from 12 yes. p.m. to 9 p.m., which is not typical festival hours. And the reason is I really wanted a bonfire. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I so, love that. Yes. Yeah, so we wanted, we reserved like the last two hours just for a big bonfire because. Um, I know a lot of performers in the area and there was quite a few who wanted to do a little fire performance and so they're going to do that as soon as it gets dark enough and then anyone who knows how to dance which is a lot of the other, the fairies and the performers that are going to be there so they're welcome to dance around the fire and we have a lot of musicians too on board that might just kind of do that or it might be quiet conversation but no matter what it is there's going to be apple cider and hot cocoa so i'm extremely excited about that that is exciting <laughs> to me too that sounds amazing yeah i i was yep. kind of upset to find out when it was because i'm actually scheduled to be out of town that weekend and i can't i don't think i can be there but oh bummer. i'm gonna try anyway we'll see what happens i'll yeah I, that's a big conflict, but we'll I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can send a spy, see if <laughs> an send emissary. <laughs> like, can I be in two places at once? Maybe. <laughs> I'll just plan my out of town to include that area of the country. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Word. So they had when they had um, Ren in the Glen. We were the fairy court. It was a new thing this year. So he, they asked me to be a part of it and I created the fairy court, like the high court. And so um, it was just really fun. It was very hot, but it was really fun. And then, but we pulled it together really quickly. So I think that's why Corey wanted me to do this. He was like, wow, <laughs> maybe she can organize this. We'll see. I mean, it sounds like you've got so much done already. Um, yeah, in a fact, lot of it's done. Because of the that conflict. So much, though. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over the top of you. Say that again. I'm sorry. I was just going to say I need to finish my marketing plan and get that moving a little faster. But the volunteers are going, like a lot of performers. I sent out um, a call for musicians today. So if you are a musician, hop on the um, social media thing and... You know, if you want to be a part, we could check you out. Um, what else? We got food vendors. We got regular vendors. So there'll be all kinds of fairy related things to buy. And I don't know. It just sounds like the most fun day ever to me. It does. It says workshops, shopping, stage shows, food trucks, magical characters. Yeah. And now a bonfire. Yes. Hi, Kaz. Hi, Kaz. Yeah. Hi, Kaz. Kaz musician. Yes, we need musicians. If you go on the Facebook event page, you will see it. 
there well i yeah probably why would we not need a harp right he says someone need a harp Ooh. yeah because uh causes a you play the harp don't you is that what that was all right are you giving yeah. away a harp? So. <laughs> yeah, right. Kaz <laughs> knew about me. Stephanie Clausen, who we met at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival when she was twelve. Well, I met her. Oh, cool! And uh, we had her on the show a few weeks ago. I do. Yeah, I thought you did. My harp stays with me. Yeah, I I would never <laughs> take that from you. That's like precious. Right. Well, if you have some videos and things like that, go ahead and send them to me. Do you want Hey, tiny tardigrade snuggles? Would you like me to find the URL? <laughs> you can definitely call me Emily. For them. Can I go off of this page and still be doing this? I think so. Tell, what I posted board, 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 just board Oracle. Just. Old Boracle. Just start this whole podcast over. I have messed up your name and your website now. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So if you want to um, apply to play there, go on, go to the link that she put on the chat, boldoracle.com, and it'll be obvious there. I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm also, maybe it's because of all the tardigrade, tardigrade, tardigrades. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <There. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry. Oh, now Nightbot decides to kick in and be active. Okay, cool. Well, there we go. I was like, it's. I posted it myself because Nightbot wasn't doing anything in the chat, and I was like, I guess it's broken tonight. It's not the first time. Yeah, it would it would not be a podcast night if we didn't have at least one technical issue tonight. That technical issue is definitely me. (laughs) 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 Uh, All it took was Uh cause to pop in Uh, cause you missed it because when I was introducing Amy, I said I messed up Danielson. I don't know how anymore (laughs) or why I blocked it already, but I know I messed it up. (laughs) I'm so sorry words i'll be over here (laughs) i i don't know how far away um the venue is i will be honest i have been in the south for a very long time like i right now i live right outside of charlotte uh north carolina so i don't know the landscape of wisconsin or minnesota all that well how far away is madison wisconsin pretty far okay madison is southeast from where the where it is by at least an hour hour and a half two hours is that it i thought it was trying to remember how long it used to take me to drive through there because i used to i used to live well that's not bad at all near the bristol renaissance festival in chicago well that's in kenosha near kenosha i used to live near chicago and i would drive up and then drive through wisconsin to come to minnesota renaissance festival and right, then, but then I moved just up. on the tour, the grand tour. Yeah, I used to do the couch tour, and I'd sleep on someone's couch and go to the festival. That's pretty fun. It was. Those were the days for sure. Hauling garb. <laughs> Where is Madison from Chicago? It, Madison, Wisconsin, is north, uh, west of Chicago. It's Madison's closer to the middle of Wisconsin. I'm looking it up right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I asked is Sorry. Um, the reason I asked was there's a pretty prominent uh, music school that's down there. I'm not sure if it's like just vocals or if it also includes instrumentalists. Um, but there might be someone who is down there that's also into Renfair um, mm-hmm. that might be that might be looking to apply. Yeah, that perform. Be okay, so Madison is directly west of Milwaukee. Um, Madison isn't as close to the middle of the state as I remembered. <laughs> Madison is in the middle. If you're looking right to left, it's center uh-huh. this way, but it's at the lower half of the state. Yeah. Okay, so it's a nice little hike. Yeah. That's fine. They just need to take some cheese with them on their hike. It'll be fine. But there isn't that some cheese. That many fairy festivals or like Right. I mean there is even fairy festivals, there's quite a few, but just magical creature festivals, I haven't seen tons. So there's some, but not a lot. So if it's really your thing, it might be worth it. I think so. Mm-hmm. I've only been to one fairy festival and it was in Cornwall, England. <laughs> Oh, cool. And it was put on by Karen Kay, who runs Faye Magazine. Yep, I know her. And she, uh, yeah, she was, um, I mean, we got to chat with her, which was cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they get like Brian Froud and Wendy Froud out there. and and, You know what? uh, I could have sworn I saw him at Ren in the Glen. And I'm like, no way. Wouldn't that be something? Across the ocean, like why would he be, you know, here without saying something? But anyway, he's like the, um, maybe he's like the uh, what's his name? Oh, it's escaping me. It's gonna kill me. Bill Murray. He's like the Bill Murray or like Tom Hanks. He'll like yes, pop up at somebody's fairy wedding because like (laughs) he'll just be like they'll never believe you, right? Like that would totally be me if I was famous. I would be like. I would, and I was known for a certain thing. I would totally just go immerse myself in those real life situations and surprise people. I think that'd be so cool. That would be cool. Uh, Kaz said, every podcast I learned something new about Emily <laughs> or a new adventure Emily has done. Like, what hasn't Emily done, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have purposefully lived a very full life because I don't stop moving. And also, I don't stop talking, which is why you've heard all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um... Emily and I could be talking, and Kaz, I'll echo your sentiment for this. Emily and I could be talking, and she'll just drop a random new, like, fact about her. And I went, what? (laughs) A a random new fact about me? Yes. Like, you'll tell me a new story that I haven't heard. And I'm like, how have you not told me this? Like I said, I've lived a very full life. Like, the pandemic actually was so slow for me that I was like, I don't know how to do this life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really stir crazy. <laughs> I do. I have a ton of stories. I've been, I've lived so many lives. You know, you've seen that movie Shock a Lot with... Um, Yes, that is my favorite. It's one yes. of my favorites too. And she yes. has this thing where she's like a she's kind of gypsy like and she says, well, when the was it the east wind blows or something about every few years she just has to go. And yeah. I ha- I could relate to that. I yeah, have a, me too. Yeah, have you too? 
We're like, you I mean, know what? It's time for a life change. It's been five years. It's been three years. Time to move on. Right. One day, Trey, we should just interview Emily. We tried doing that once. We tried like talking to each other, interviewing each other. And we learned that however long we do this podcast is not enough time to do that. <laughs> We're like, so what do you do? Uh, <laughs> I like to color. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want this to be about me, though, because we're here with Amy. We'll talk. Yes. Because we'll talk later. Just an Emily day. Okay. Weird, but cool. okay. Yeah. Um, so, Amy, I do have Sorry. to ask. Uh, since you are going to be... Um, I'm going to call you the coordinator, the founder, the head, um, the head fae, the queen fae of, uh, of this festival. So, I do have to ask... What is going to be, th who or what will you be dressed as for this upcoming festival? Um, I'll be dressed as a fairy for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe next year I'll just be a witch or something. That'd be awesome. But I'm going to do, I I make headdresses like, and it's funny that we were talking about Brian Froud because he's my favorite um, artist. Don't tell my mom that. She's also an artist. <laughs> <laughs> but she's my second favorite. Okay. But anyway, um, that's great. So I always say that my headdresses are very Freudian and people laugh at me like it's a Freudian slip. But anyway, uh. so, but they're big and full of twigs and stuff. They're not like the normal, they have flowers in them, but it, they're more meant to be, look like you're just part of the forest. Like rather than them being, look at me, I'm pretty girl with flowers around my head it's more like just a natural part of the fairy's body almost is what i'm trying to get them to look like okay so i'll probably be wearing a headdress like that and then um i don't know i haven't figured out the rest because I, i'll have a great big huge wings though sweet yeah they're kind of greenish they glimmer in the light and I figured out a new way to make them because uh, there's these, you know, that what is that called? Cricket or cry cut? I don't use it. So I call I don't it know. cricket. I have one, but yes, okay. cricket. So a lot of people make their wings with that. Okay. That just seems like so leveled up. I'm amazed, but they, they're beautiful, but they're also very stiff. So I didn't want that because I'd have to be working and doing things and lifting things and stuff and uh, going through small places. So I made a different kind and I'm very excited about it. I made, I like, do you know what Isis wings are? So I'm a belly dancer and Isis wings are these things that you'll see belly dancers. Some, if you look it up on YouTube, uh -huh. Isis as in the goddess, I-S-I-S. Oh, they're like the fabric ones. Yeah, okay. and then they'll, you know, dance oh, with it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just happened to have some that were iridescent and I thought, why don't I just make these into giant wings? And they're neat because they're on a kind of um, wire that's strong enough to hold its shape, but it still moves. So it looks very organic. And then when you when I lean over these little kids, because these little kids get so excited, you know, at the fairs and they come up to me with great big eyes and and I lean over them and the wings kind of come forward and surround the kids and their their eyes get so big like it's the coolest thing that <laughs> 
So anyway, that was a fun discovery. So I love that. I love yeah. when little kids the little kids minds blur fantasy and reality so yes. perfectly and so well. Mhm. I love that. And I love thinking about like the first time that I read all those things like when I was really little, my mom used to read me fairy tales and uh I remember I've got a little typed out fairy tale that I wrote on the typewriter somehow when I was four and it's so funny because it's like almost unreadable but if you really guess and it really look at it phonetically you can read it you know <laughs> How cute. and, and uh, as I got older you know I read Anne McCaffrey and I read um, Lord of the Rings, you know, trilogy and all the all the classics, Narnia and everything. And I remember how it was. So, I mean, that was I'm 48 years old, so that was before it was cool, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it never wasn't cool. I don't think that's true, but it was a smaller segment of people who knew about it for sure. And it just changed my whole aesthetic and the way I look at life. So it's it's so cute to see kids have that same moment, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I remember as a kid in the library, they were going to play that Lord of the Rings cartoon. Because mm -hmm. this was before, because you know, I was born before 2000. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember as a kid going, you know, hey, mom, can I, can we see that? And she was worried about it being too scary. There's dragons and things. And so I never really? got to see it. I missed it. She didn't take me oh, to go no. see it. You know, but I grew up reading. I grew up reading far worse than that as far That's as right. scariness level. Like, so I, I don't know what my mom was thinking. But anyway, yeah, I was always kind of sad that I missed out on that. And then when the the uh, movies came out, I was like, yeah, this is my chance. They looked so good, you know. I was on board right. before because I had read the book. Books. So I don't know where, what yeah. my point was with that. They, I'm sorry. They are so good. Like, they're just so well written. And I was just at the library today. Um, I was having, like, a slight panic attack about organizing everything. So I'm like, okay, I need something to distract me. And obviously that would be a fantasy novel. So let's go to the library. And I really had a hard time, like, picking out a book because I just, you know, some people are just better writers than others. <laughs> and once you yep. get used to, once you get used to that or you get a taste of that, it's really hard to go back to the, just the kind of formulaic stuff. So I don't know. I grabbed two. Hopefully one of them's good. We shall see. I just have to live in my own fantasy world. That's why I'm doing this festival, really. Yeah. Yep. Can relate. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Quickly going back to the animated film, I had never like, I knew of Lord of the Rings, but it, for me, growing up like in late '90s, early 2000s, it was one of those things that people just kind of went, "Hmm, Lord of the Rings are for people who play magic. They're for people who like LARPing and doing mm. all these things that were just kind of like poo-pooed on." And um, there was one night when. Uh, Cartoon Networks was actually running a lot of what, what I would have deemed like maybe older films at the time. And one of them was the animated version of The Hobbit. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that, that like, legitimately, that actually scared me to the point where I had to, like, turn it off. Really? Um, there was, I don't, I think it was the, um, I think it was the scene where with the, the horsemen, like, they blended real life with the animation thing, and it was mm-hmm. just, like, the animation of the horses, like, riding in against, um, oh, God, hashtag fake, fake fan. I hear. Um, I don't remember his name, uh, but it was just that scene in particular that I just went, okay, no, mm, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And then I went to, and then I sat through the the live action versions. So I'm like, oh, yeah, these are fine. Yeah, isn't that so, weird? <laughs> um, I don't remember what the point of that was, but well, every different kind of media hits you different, doesn't it? Yeah, it really and does. if you were a different, it was a different time in your life. Yeah, that too. Um, the talking about authors for a second, the one that I like now, who I would consider more like probably someone that I could pick up, and every book is just a fresh read of something, is pretty much anything by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Who are your uh, Who are your go to authors? Um. You know, I've had such a weird past few years. I haven't really read a whole lot of new authors. I've had this little period where I went back into my little book cave and pulled out of the bookshelf just stuff I've read before. I've never done that before in my life. So it's just been, you know, the basic. I went through, I was actually pretty amazed at going through Harry Potter stuff Mm -hmm. and how well it was written. And then um, I read, obviously, The Lord of the Rings again. You got to do that. And I I like, um, sometimes I like the older children's things, like the BFG. Who wrote that again? The Big Friendly Giant. Um, it was the same person who wrote, it's Roald Dahl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so that's been fun to go back into i don't know there's i mean it depends on if i'm looking and i love Anne mccaffrey that's more science it's like science fantasy you know because there's dragons in it but they were genetically modified to be dragons so so she's one of my favorites she actually i think um kind of saved my life in a way i was really in a bad relationship for a long time and and just had you know a bad mindset about myself too because I it was very limited um, mm-hmm. I thought that because of the particular religious affiliations I had growing up I and I won't get into religion or anything but just for me um, I really believed that I was supposed to just exist to serve mm-hmm. everybody else around me my family and everything and mm-hmm. So I am very, like, I really want to do, I'm a person who wants to really be a good person. So it's just like a drive in me. So I really tried hard to kind of follow that rule and to the point that I lost my whole identity for a while. And um, after I got divorced, I remember it was so strange to put it all back together. And and my um, first boyfriend after that was such a nice guy. And he just was like listening to my story like, what planet are you from? Like, that is not how women are treated today. <laughs> this is so relatable. 
we, we'll have to talk privately later. Yes, totally. So that was interesting. But what when I was still in the marriage, I remember feeling I was so um, such a rebel. I was reading Anne McCaffrey, like science fiction novels and stuff. And I wasn't supposed to read really anything, but the Bible was what I was told and where I was. And I certainly am not saying that all Christians are like that. They are not. But it was just the little segment that I was in. So, um, and I was kind of isolated um, in that relationship. So I really didn't get it that other people weren't like that. <laughs> it was really a strange, I, I know that's weird for any of you who didn't grow up that way, but if you need meet another person who did grow up that way, they'll say the same thing. It's a bubble. It's a bubble and it's, it's brainwashing. It's the same principles as brainwashing. So you just really don't know. And you, you don't have anyone there to tell you. And we were told not to watch movies and not to watch TV and not to read books that were anything except for very specific authors or the Bible. And then, um, so I read that, I read that Bible over and over and over and I would go to the pastor and be like, well, why, what, what is happening here? Because this isn't what's happening in the church. And he'd be so offended because he was watching porn on his computer <laughs> and stuff, right. you know, and, how, and people how would dare find you. Right. <laughs> well, I don't care if he was anymore, but it was just the hypo hypocrisy, you know. So, was so he I, really like you caught him doing that, or you? No, were, but it's, somebody, somebody did catch, catch it on the church <laughs> computer. <laughs> of all places, somewhere <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> So, so anyway, um, I, I would call it out because I'm just that person. I'm just the person who has to call it out and just, I don't know. And then I would leave, you know, they would tell me to leave. They would tell me I was like a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I'm like, okay. And then I would leave that church. One time I walked out in the middle of the service, grabbed my kids and just walked right down that aisle. It was awesome. But anyway. That's really bold then uh, within months the whole church would fold because people would find out what was happening there and it happened a couple times and I don't I'm not saying I was responsible for it I'm just saying that there was stuff happening you just <laughs> I you didn't just, mean it was me she just lit the match and threw it over her shoulder as she walked out yes. <laughs> what was that wasn't there like a skit about how cool guys don't flinch at at explosions or something like that that was me oh yeah that's i feel like i've seen that yeah you just walk coolly away without yes, looking back you don't even look back yeah just anyway. it's all on fire behind you and right pews <laughs> are flying and it was there was shrapnel shrapnel yes <laughs> there were like bible pages fluttering down out of the sky little burning fragments and stuff no, no, I actually think Christianity in some pockets of it are really good, you know, and do help people mm -hmm. for sure. There's just, it's just humans, you know what I mean? In any group, there's going to be some that are a little weird and really off kilter. So I think that's exactly it. It's any group. I mean, it's any group. At I all. was in a bad Girl Scouts group too. So, right. I mean, I mean it could be anything. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, but anyway, so. It, it like nothing about the affiliation of it, but the situation was kind of was pretty abusive or you could call it 
you could call it abusive. And so it was really, that's what I'm, I'm trying to tie it back to the Anne McCaffrey thing. So oh, yeah. her characters were very, almost, I think all of them are, the main characters are female for the most part. Mm-hmm. And they are very strong characters, you know, and they're leaders, political leaders, and they're whatever. They are the movers and shakers and they're bossy and they expect things from people and it was just like such a revelation to see that at that time in my life. It was weird. And now that's me, I guess. <laughs> no, so, I'm not very bossy. So what I'm hearing is whenever you have your bonfire at your festival, um, how you're going to light it is going to be you walking away from it and you're just going to toss them out behind <laughs> you and everything's It'll, just going to catch on fire. So I'm going to have to dump a bunch of like whatever on it you know lighter fluid and then do that it'll be a really cool effect now i'm canceling my trip to be there for this also can i can i photograph that or film it for you because that's my thing i like i do photography and stuff like that and i would love to shoot that moment where you (laughs) i'll just i'll learn how to breathe fire and then i'll just light it that way okay like like a dragon wouldn't that be cool Actually, cool. can I can I make a suggestion? Sure. Um, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, put a little bit of lighter, like just kind of get a bouquet, take okay. a brush of some kerosene, dab all of it in like a little bit of kerosene on top, yeah. light it on fire, and use that to toss it behind you. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. That is... That would be the, like, you know what that would be cool for? What? Like the ultimate divorce party. <laughs> Seriously, you just came up with it. That is the, like, ultimate divorce party yeah. activity. Some people do, like, um, there's all kinds of different symbolic and ritualistic things we do when people have babies. They have gender reveal parties. And yes. when people get divorced, sometimes they burn their wedding license or whatever that I've seen people do stuff like that. Yep. Maybe that w- that's the next thing. That's the next big thing. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> From the lonely little brain cell. You're welcome. <laughs> the lonely little brain cell. Have you seen that? There's a video spiraling or, or it had spiraled around TikTok that is about the snail uses two brain cells. And then someone else made up one that's just, it's time to slow down. It's time. It's snail time. Only use two brain cells. Like, like (laughs) calm yourself down to the level of only using two brain cells. It's snail time for you. You're just going to take a break from life. I definitely need to do that. And yeah, James is the one that showed it to me. And he was like, he thought it was hilarious. And so every now and then when I'm around him, I'll be like, he'll do something silly or low brain activity level <laughs> I don't know what to call that it's kind of dumb and I'll go is it snail time <laughs> <laughs> is it snail time now James <laughs> oh my god oh that's what I should change my name to zing snail time <laughs> <laughs> It's about snail time in a minute. I'm going to need a two brain cell. Oh my God. <laughs> I like that one too. 
Now I'm going to be like doom scrolling TikTok to find the snail. If I find it, I'll I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> the snail time. Or I'll get James to send it to me. So this festival, is this going to be, and I don't mean to make you speak too soon, but is this going to be perhaps one of many? I'm hoping. That's what we're all hoping for, but it really depends on numbers. Yeah. So um, people jump in. I hope everybody jumps in with both feet in when I open ticket sales. So I haven't started selling tickets yet. It'll be in the next few days, though. I think I finally found the right ticket. There's so many ticket platforms and it's really boring to talk about, so I won't. But I'm just saying it's very confusing and it's a lot of them. <laughs> so I think I found the right one and then I'll put on the ticket sales and away we go and we'll start seeing Awesome. Um, what happens. We've got tons of volunteers. Now we need tons of just people to come and enjoy it. So what are some good ways people can help you get the word out? So um, it would be great if they would join the event on Facebook. Okay. Um, like definitely get in there and mark yourself as interested or going or whatever. And then in addition to that, share the event on your own page. That's really huge, you know, because Facebook, the algorithm will boost it net, like what, how many people Facebook shows it to will be boosted based on how many people share it or interact with it too. So okay it's going okay i posted the link for anybody watching i posted that in the chat so you can cl just click awesome. that and go join in. awesome and then when you come try to like get a little group with you you know oh that's a, a good good way going. to do it bring a friend yeah bring 10 friends bring 10 friends and just dress like crazy weirdos i and love that it it's noon to yeah. nine that really is uh cool to me yeah so from noon to three we're thinking so far because we're still getting volunteers in so it's like we're trying to balance the entertainment but noon to three is going to probably be more kids programming there might be some workshops going on and music and things there'll be things for the adults for sure but we'll have additionally to that we'll have kids programming from noon to three and then we're then it will be adult stuff from then on and i don't mean like adult like xx i mean just not kids stuff right <laughs> not specifically made for kids yeah we're not gonna that's be a whole that. different we're, festival we're not gonna do that festival no hello and welcome to the living myth legend i'm sorry the living myth oh boy all right nope it's the See, no, living no, myth no, I'm legend fest Legendary. The LML Fest. Let me, let, me, let me try that one more time. The Lonely Little Brain Cell <laughs> is going to have another go at this. Uh, hello, and welcome to the Living Myth Legend Fest After Dark. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> my video froze. Give me a second. Sorry. Oh. Or is... At least you look cute in it. At least it's I'm funny. smiling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if... So if anyone were to show up, what are what are some like some creatures, what are some people, what are some costumes that you're hoping to see at the festival? Okay, so we've got we've got tons of different kinds of fairies. So yes, there's a lot of fairies so far, but they're each a different kind and they're each gonna 
be able to interact with the audience in a different way. So you can go up to any of those fairies that are kind of sitting underneath a little bunch of trees and they'll have something for you to do or something. Um, like one of them is a Luna Moth fairy. Ooh. And she just told me this and it's so cute. They each have to um, have their own thing, you know. So she's going to have a lantern that she brings. And if you, because she's a moth, right? She's attracted to light. Anyway, so, and she loves um, to dance around the flames. So she might ask you to hold her lantern while she dances around you. I love that. Like, that that's is... one example. Or, or... A riddle. Actually, there's there's um, two trolls in training to be underneath the bridge. So, and there's going, the thing that kind of differentiates this particular festival from ones that I've seen locally is there's going to be <clears throat> pretty hardcore quests. So like, if you like um, escape rooms, oh. and the puzzles and ciphers and all the like riddles and everything that we're going to mm -hmm. have full on quests that you can go on and like kind of just save the the realm and so that's going to be really fun there'll be one for kids that's more simple and then there'll be at least one for adults we have a lot of ideas for what we eventually want if this continues year to year is to have like five quests happening at the same time so you can choose whichever one you want and if you're there all day you might if you're really clever and fast you might be able to do all of them but they each have, um, they don't really have a prize that's like you necessarily take something home, maybe, but usually um, it's a more of a ceremony at the end, only for the people who who have won. And then they're, then they're re it's revealed to them what they actually did to save the realm. So Ooh. like, uh, have you ever seen Ender's Game or read yes. it? Okay, so uh -huh. it's kind of like that. We're at the end, except for we're not like you just annihilated the planet. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather is you just saved it. So it's much better ending. Surprise. It's opposite <laughs> day. <laughs> uh, and they'll have to, and I'm just like, I'll give one hint to it is you might want to study all of your basic witchcraft stuff because the um the um i'm not going to say anything else but there's a lot of things in witchcraft that are also just used in fairy tales and so those will be an easy way to find some of the things that are going to be used as clues or ciphers or things like that the cool thing about having like you said, that if someone were to be quick about it and clever, they could potentially do all of the activities in one day. Right. But and then they might get like a special treatment. Okay. Because there's one thing that would make people want to maybe come back. Like if eventually yeah. you turned into like a whole weekend instead of one day oh, or yeah. something, then I could see someone wanting to come back another time to do the other activities. Yes. Yep. And I, That's cool. they're going to change probably year to year, but we might keep some of them just because of that reason. Like some people didn't maybe do it before or, right. you know what I mean? Or they might want to 
maybe they came, but their friend that's with them didn't. Sure. And then they can kind of enjoy their friend, you know, discovering it too. Right. So that would be cute. It's, yeah, I could see that. I bring people well, to various festivals that haven't been yet. And that's part of the joy for me is watching it them is. experience it for the first time. I love that. I'm the weirdo who can go to a festival just by myself and wander around and feel comfortable. I'm really strange. I'll even go to movies by myself. But like, I think that's just because I read so much. So I'm used to experiencing things by myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, but I love going with a person who's fun. Like, you know what I mean? Some people, nothing impresses them. And it's like, no, you don't go with that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's you the point? You go with the person who's excited when you give them a gift and they're like, oh my God, thank you. You know, and they react to things. And then it's really, they're a little more childlike than it's fun. Yes. There are a few adults out there like that. We should all strive to be one of them. That's my I totally agree. That's my advice for the day. So... I will admit something, and Emily knows this, but I will admit it again. I have actually never been to a Renfest. Oh at my all. gosh, you would love it! I bet you um, love it. for shame. I, well, <laughs> look, you are not going to Game of Thrones shame bell me because I am rectifying this. How, how rectifying have we been this. friends this long? <laughs> We've been friends for like twenty thousand years. Are you sure you can continue to be friends? <laughs> I've been, I was, okay. thank you. <laughs> well, Ma well, one, we've been friends this long because we're both amazing people. And two, uh, we have a very common interest of things. Um, but three, uh, my boyfriend, Seth and I are um, officially going to the Carolina Ren Fair, the Renfest cool. um, in October. Um, we so yes. we are rectifying this. We are rectifying this. Um, Seth, if you're listening, are you gonna dress up? Are you gonna dress up? What are you gonna wear? Um, this year, I don't have enough time. Uh, just with everything that's going on, to put something together. Um, but oh, I do have my costume planned for next year. Um, okay. So I'm going as a bard next year. A bard. Are, is are you wearing plain like street clothes and also Seth wearing street clothes? Yes. Are you okay. going to bring a musical instrument? Um, if I can learn how to play one, yes. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing is that I went to school to sing. Um, oh. I did not, I don't know yet how to play that, but it might actually be really cool and like fairly authentic to learn how to play like, I don't know, something like the lyre or the lute or mm -hmm. do like a, like a hand harp sort of thing. Yeah. Um, might actually be kind of, really? Yes. They're so cool. Um, if you're interested, so... I'll send you videos later. <laughs> yes. Um, so I mean, Seth and I talked it over. It was something that really interested him because he's never been to the one. I've never been to one. And we Good were man. like, date night. So, yeah. uh, Seth, you just got 100 cool points uh, from Emily. That's right. There you go. You'll get 100 more next year when you dress up. <laughs> I was going to offer to ship you. I was going to offer to ship you garb. I need the turkey leg. <laughs> I was going to offer to ship you garb. But I don't have enough garb for both of Oh, I might be misspeaking. Well, 
We can talk about this later. I don't know that I have enough garb for both of you. I have enough garb for one of you. And that's not really fair. So Okay. Well, right. But if you need help next year, let me know cuz I do have some pieces. We'll talk. Okay. Okay. We'll talk. Yes. Uh yes. So that that um sort of confession slash tomato throwing at me slash um <laughs> re- redeeming thing of me my question to you is um so for someone who's gonna go for their first time to renfest or to anyone who's going for their first time what uh what do you recommend doing what are your like top 10 recommendations to do at a renfest when you go um well, it depends on what you like. Like, if you, since you're interested in music, right? Mm-hmm. There's usually quite a bit of music. And I don't know about that particular Renfest or how big it is, but a lot of times they'll have a program for you when you walk in the door. They so do. if they do hand you a program, then really look it over before you really get going. Otherwise, you'll miss, you'll just miss every single thing that you kind of want to see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stage um, shows have schedules and it'll be on that program. Yeah, so, so even before yeah. that, look on their website to see, because they'll have them listed on there too, that you can give them a listen and see if there's something you'd want to see live. Um, what else that's do they good, have there, That's Emily? really good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring money, bring cash. Most of them don't um, have really good, like the vendors don't have good access to wi-fi oh okay and there's really cool stuff at a lot of them i mean i mean like bring a couple hundred bucks if you can afford it oh boy okay duly noted I mean, depending on what you want to get that stuff anywhere else yeah you you you're better safe than sorry and they'll have like maybe an atm there but it's gonna be like 10 bucks to pull money out so yeah the fees are and insane. as a side note we won't have an atm at legend fest because they okay. want all the banks charge ten thousand dollars like they that's what they quoted him ten thousand dollars to have it there what that's I'm not kidding stupid so if, yeah he that's thought snail so time level <laughs> was like wow oh, okay, that's maybe. a lot yeah so you know some vendors cash some better if they're small some vendors can only really take cash and mm-hmm. sometimes it means a, the True. difference of a discount because I've gotten discounts by paying cash. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like that because they don't have to pay their credit card fees and stuff. So right, okay. it's worth it. Yep. I don't know what else is there, Emily. Like everyone is very different. Mm-hmm. Each. And um, it's about a third of the size of Minnesota. Okay, the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, not the state. And right. <laughs> Wow, I'm going right now. It'll take you several days to get through it. Um, okay. They've got a decent joust there, which is nice. There's a few places to um, scope out where you want to sit before you get food. Um, I'll say mm-hmm. that. There's a section of of the hillside there where there isn't many places to sit, and it's in the sun. So you want to scope out a place to sit. The mm-hmm. uh, Tortuga Twins are there. Which oh, is cool. a show that you might too. enjoy. The Tortuga yeah. Twins are like everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah, there's definitely a circuit for the Ren Fair yeah. entertainment. Uh, Zilch, the Tory Stellar is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the washing, is it the washing wenches? Is that 
a universal yeah. name? Okay, because they're, I believe they're there. That might be the only three. And they mix it up, too. They have new acts coming in and out, so you, you'd check it out. Like, Bristol, every now and then, would have these Japanese drummers come in for just, like, oh, a weekend. Cool. And it was one of the coolest experiences. If you missed it, if you didn't weren't there on that weekend, you wouldn't see them. And I don't think they'd play any other festivals. But that was yeah. kind of neat. So I would definitely check out the schedule. Yeah, um, look on the website. Because you there might be a specific weekend you really want. Mm-hmm. Like Min Ren Fest has their the weekend and it's only one weekend with belly dancers, you know. Oh right. People go to that or whatever. They have a petting zoo. Yes. Both and they do. have mermaids usually in a tank. Do they really? At Minnesota. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Do they still have that little walk? Or actually I've... in the tank. Yeah, there's one in there's an area where there's an actual stream and stuff, I think, where they sit too. But it seemed to me they were there was one tank also. Huh. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, no, that's okay. Say? That's amazing. I haven't been there in many years, um, and mm-hmm. I intend to go this year. But I have not. Uh, well, it's been like 15 years. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we've been. Most of my friends perform there, or not most, but a lot of them. And my boyfriend performed there for seven years, so it's kind of. I don't know. It feels like I'm surrounded by sure. it. Yeah. yeah. Do they still have that little walk? It was like a nature trail where it was all these little fairy houses and stuff. Yes. It's so cute. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was always one of my favorite things there. Yeah. And um, that you have to go through the Hobbit house to get there. Remember oh, that? Yes. I remember that. That was another cool thing. It's kind round. Of- just like the Hobbit house. Oh, right. Yeah. Some of the coolest... Carolina doesn't have as many people that dress up and go in costume that don't work there. But some of the best costuming tray is at is the uh, Royal Court. And they have like kind of a big tent area with rugs on the ground. Kind of in the middle. Like when you walk in, it's in the center of the walkway. They've mm-hmm. created this space. And uh, they hold court there and they have like you can go up and sit down and watch and kind of be part of it. Um, the and they do is trying to drain its battery. So keep oh, talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's kind of neat because they'll do like courtly dances and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where there's like this little grassy area where they'll come out and dance. I'm trying to think of what else is there. There's this whole wing it's been a few years since I've been there, but there's this whole like wing on the very far end of the festival that's all kind of piratey. So there's mm-hmm. a big pirate ship back there, and they do stage shows on that. It's a pirate ship slash stage. Ooh, okay. And then back there, there were a bunch of vendors, and a few of them were pirate themed too. So what you're telling me is I have had a very depraved childhood. And not been to Renfest, and so I'm gonna have an amazing time when I go. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and then if you feel like you want more, then you can just come up here to this one, because uh, this one's going on now too. Uh, wait, when is it? Minnesota, uh, the... it's happening now. Yeah. Dang it! This okay. one feels like it's really been interrupted. So. 
I'm not through. Uh, you're fine on this end. <gasps> I have a cat that just jumped up on my desk. <laughs> Buddy, this is not a good time. <laughs> and if you ever head over to the Tennessee Renaissance Festival, they're about that festival is about the size of Carolina. I think hmm. that one's in Knoxville. I've been to a few. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've been to several. The TRF, the one in Texas, is the coolest one so far that I've been to. The cool thing about Texas TRF was that they, um, once it got dark, because they end like November, I want to say, right before Thanksgiving. I think it was right before Thanksgiving. And they, like, they close at, I don't know, six, maybe seven. And when it gets dark, they have all these lights, like lantern lights that come on, and they actually do a fireworks show at night. So they technically close, but you can kind of stick, like right at the end, they. kind of talking about the the Renfest thing. Um actually one thing that I do want to talk about in honor of our guests this evening while we're waiting for uh Amy to rejoin us for our listeners is that um not only does Amy um is Amy the creator and founder and um going to be like uh, behind putting together the Living Myth Legend Fest uh, but she also has a store. So if you go over to Bold Oracles Dot com. Um, she has quite an assortment of different uh, collective items. Uh, she has fragrances, she has necklaces and pendants, hair clips, headdresses that she was mentioning earlier, inspired by uh, Brian Froud. Um, hashtag, um, oh, what did she say? Froudian slips. Uh, <laughs> she has necklaces, earrings, uh, oracle cloaks, um, and then you can get um, some additional updates for the Living Myth Legend Fest. Um, there you can find uh, forms to volunteer, to be a vendor, to perform, and general information about the fest itself. So go to boldoracle.com and check out our amazing person's store. I was actually, one thing I do actually want to call out, um, she mentioned earlier in the podcast talking about lunar moths. Uh, and there's actually mm -hmm. a lunar moth amethyst necklace that's there that is actually really nice. Like, it's... Oh! It, it's... I see it. It is pretty. Uh, we uh, talked about uh, some of the necklaces that we saw, and one of them that I was bringing up was um, particularly because you talked about the lunar moth earlier, uh, was the lunar moth yep. um, amethyst necklace that you have in your store. Yeah, isn't that cute? I love that one. So nice. So I love that it. It's a little more accessible for some people. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the the fairy is a Luna moth fairy, L U N A, but that put lunar because there's little moons all the way across the necklace. So I thought that was cute. Oh, sure. I see <laughs> that. So I'll just... Uh... So a lot of the um, stones are 
like they're genuine stones, obviously. And then, but they have the magical properties. So just, or traditional properties that a lot of um, people throughout the, throughout history believed that they had. So I listed that wherever I could. And then I have a lot of coin necklaces and those generally come kind of from the Pakistan area. Okay. Yeah, that's really unique. I mean, I make the necklaces, but the coins come from the Pakistan area. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm, I make um, jewelry for belly dancers mostly. So, I mean. I've always been attracted to, aesthetically attracted to tiger eye. And I see there is a a, neck, a tiger eye necklace on your site that is beautiful. I, I love, love that shape too. too. It's. Yeah, and when you move it, the the light inside of it shifts. It's called chatoyance, oh. and that's what I like about it. Yeah, so also moonstones and labradorite have that same quality, and um, so a lot of people think that they help to bring hidden things to light, or if you have hidden gifts, like things that you're naturally gifted at, that it'll help you to develop those hidden gifts. So, Trey, if I wear that while I sing. <laughs> <laughs> then you will be have the most gorgeous voice ever. Thank you. I'm ordering now. <laughs> um, I have like this big honking thing of, um, and I know that's such a technical term, um, honking being probably about <laughs> like three to four inch chunk of Labradorite sitting, um, sitting on my dresser downstairs. Um, oh, pretty. It's um, I don't know. It's just this big chunk, and I surround it with like different things. Um, I'm not a super religious person, but I do believe in like um, the energy that we put out into the world is the same that we get back, and um, so I'm attracted to like different um, different minerals and different um, gemstones and things. And so I've got things like selenite around it, um, tiger's yeah. eye, um, turquoise. Um, amethyst, rose quartz, quartz, um, fluorite a little bit. Um, so just a lot of like, I don't know, things that I'm just genuinely attracted to. Yeah, I do that too. You want to see one? Let's see yes. if get, get this to, it might not work. Let me get the light on it. Ow, the light is like burning hot. Oh, well. oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> At first I thought <laughs> you'd totally. When you... I'm going to show you my stash. <laughs> Anyway, so I have chunks of things too. This is, I'm holding up a green calcite right now. Oh, okay. I see that but, it's green. Yeah. And I have this. This is kind of neat. It's a, oh my God. Is it an amethyst? I was going to guess amethyst. That is quite yeah. a piece of amethyst. No, that's it's a like honking a, piece of amethyst. There's an intruder. It's really good for throwing it. It's them. almost like a dagger. It's almost blade yeah. shaped. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, someone made a TikTok of, um, I don't know, like, oh, stones absolutely do have magical properties. If someone breaks into your house, you can just take the chunk of labradorite that you have on your shelf <laughs> and just chunk it at <laughs> and chunk it at the, the intruder. It's very effective. <laughs> it is. I've yeah. seen movies. <laughs> but I do believe in stone energy. I remember as a little kid. Um, we, my sister and I would look for agates in the driveway because we had a really long quarter mile driveway and um, we'd look for agates there. And I, I know I've been able, like some people say that they can feel 
like energy coming off of the stones and I really can. It's really strange. So um, there's a park um, called Interstate Park at the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota up by St. Croix Falls and Taylor's Falls. Mm -hmm. And there's like some stones that if you stand on them, it just like, just feels like there's um, electricity kind of shooting up through my legs. That's how I feel. Like a very mild, it's not painful, but it's like interesting. And there's a really good rock shop there too called the Taylor's Falls Bead Store. So if you ever go there, I would totally recommend that. Have other people mentioned this electricity thing too, or is this just you? It's pretty common. Oh, is it? Okay, I don't (laughs) know. Obviously, I've never experienced this. Yeah, (laughs) and so they'll experience it in different ways. Some of it, some people, it feels like electricity, or just some people, it just feels a little kind of warm. Um, some things when I touch them, it actually kind of hurts. Like, and I don't mean like a knife, (laughs) (laughs) just certain like, uh, stones. And I don't know what it is exactly, but some people think that the stones absorb the energy of of the people have that have touched them before you. Oh, so maybe there was a ax murderer that touched that one. I don't know. That might explain the sword and the stone story. There we go. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different, that's a unique take. Um, Lo- I don't want to pack- le- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's a thought for later. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. <laughs> We're going to say, Lor- <laughs> no, 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 uh, you. <laughs> no, uh, Laura Packer, if you're listening, here's another, uh, here's a, here's a unique take on the sword and the stone and go. Oh, if only Laura was here. That would be fun. One day, I'm going to have this. Oh, well, we're going to have the castle takeover, so I won't have to do that. Never mind. I was going to say, one day I'm going to have this giant party where I'm going to introduce all of these people that need to know each other to each other, and we'll just have one big happy. And I I don't have to worry about that, because we're going to do the castle takeover, and I'll invite everybody to that anyway. There you go. That sounds fun. Yeah, we're going to, it started on like one of our very first podcasts where we decided we were going to do a photo shoot with Rhinus Leatherworks, which we still are. I still plan on doing that. Mark and Elva, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's been a while. Uh, I hope you haven't given up on us. (laughs) I'll make it out there. They are out in California and they made the leather armor uh, for one of the episodes of Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And we interviewed them and we just hit it off with them. It was so fun. And... Then we kind of decided we were going to do a photo shoot at this castle library, and we're going to have to steal a castle to make this happen because nobody has a library like that that we know <laughs> yet. And so then it just took off from there. And now we've basically invited everybody. Um, all of our guests, including you, are invited. Oh my we just gosh, don't know when you. and where yet. But I feel I like special. with your powers and ours, we could make organized like a castle siege weekend where we actually like go and hang out and do photo shoots and eat great food and share stories and have bonfires and dress up. Oh, and... that would be so fun. Yeah. That would be so fun. We need a castle Airbnb of some kind Definitely. with a library. There we go. A library and maybe some belly dancers. Co- come as, come as you something. are or not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, if if any of you out there listening want to contribute to this, talk about it, uh, have be involved somehow, sponsor it. <laughs> or if you have a can- castle, see, I'm screwing up words. I almost said cancel. If you have a castle, uh, please email us at sponsor us. We love you <laughs> at themodrom.com. Is it sponsor us or please sponsor us? We love you. At <gasps> it's Mod please Rom. sponsor us. We love you. I'm sorry. It is please. We are polite. <laughs> <laughs> we are polite after all. I'm sorry. I just went on that whole rampage. Um, yes, but that's the plan. We're going to take over. And we, I, we, I feel like I explained this. We should just make a video explaining the castle siege so that when that co- time comes, I can just hit play on a video and I don't have to tell this story every single podcast because <laughs> it's gotten to that. Um, <laughs> that would be so fun. That would be like the epic story. Or, I mean, party of the year. It would. Wouldn't Good it? music. Yes. Can we please make this basically a Ren Fair Fest, but just call it Castle Takeover Fest? And then. <gasps> there we go. That, we could do it in way... the Glen. Yes. <laughs> they are wanting to rent it out, so. Let's, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk right. about this later. This might be cool. What are they called? Like Rebel? You know what I mean? One oh, yeah. A cannon. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. I have watched so many hours of YouTube videos for how to do it. I just, I don't know. I, it's like a mental block or something. I think it's okay to shoot in auto mode mm-hmm. until you figure out some of the settings and things. I think it's okay yeah. to, to, as long as you're doing it, that's what matters is to go get your feel for it, get your eye for it, figure out yeah. what you like. And just don't worry about the settings. To me, that's technical. I'm just scared of it more than anything. Yeah, you're right. I could see that. Mm -hmm. But that's what stopped me from getting, like, back when I got into photography, that's what stopped me from getting a more professional level camera was that Mm -hmm. very thing. The settings, I didn't understand them. Right. You know, I had a, like, I had a Canon, no, a Nikon cool pics. It was just a little point and shoot thing. Yeah, and it it takes good pictures. Well, it took good. It is no longer. <laughs> yeah, I think I had one of those too. It was good at the time. Yeah, and you know if you, that's really having an eye for it is more important than the settings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe because mm-hmm. there's so many people out there that don't know about composition and lighting and things like that. But once right. you figure out what you're style is then this the settings are second you you can figure that out later right totally well i've taken millions of pictures it seems like for the website over the last 13 years so i kind of know very little but it's about product shooting sure you know what i mean so that's kind of a thing but and it's funny because um i most of my fans of my products uh, like they get what's happening there but it's hilarious because if you look at my website and you don't know me you're like why is every single picture of you and it's because i don't i don't have money for a model you're the model yeah (laughs) so that's really why so anyway well and that's that's small business it is it makes me look egotistical but that really isn't the reason (laughs) I would prefer to have other people do it, but whatever. 
that's kind of the fun of it. You feel like you have to do everything yourself for a while anyway, and then you understand all the parts of your business so much better. Well, and there's something cool about getting a piece, buying, receiving a piece that maybe you actually wore, even if it was just for a shot or whether you wore it or not. I don't know if you do any production work or anything, but even even still there's that like I can how do I put this it's more intimate and it feels like a closer connection like I bought it from you not just from Bold Oracle right you know yep it's more um yeah it's more personal and then a lot of my clientele are you know have different kinds of spiritual paths so some of them really feel like there's energy that's actually transferred you know so that's kind of a special thing too. If you're the last one to touch the rock. Yep. There you go. It's it's kind of that same thing like when you in, when you inherit something from I don't know from a relative or from someone where they give you something that meant a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like like Emily, I've watched you hand make things and then you pass that on to someone and you you watch the their the joy upon their faces because it's not only a gift that they've that they've received from you but it's also like it means so much to them and so there's this there's a lot of sorry i'm gonna get on my soapbox about like art for a second um in in art i think we as people are seeing each other and seeing the art that's created between two forces and when two forces who both equally love something just as much, but maybe sometimes not always for the same reason, but they Mm -hmm. work together to honestly make such an incredibly better experience because of it, because you have not only the the crafter, you also have the receiver and Mm -hmm. art and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if both of them see it as beauty, it is gorgeous, both inside and out. Yes, right. That's so true. It creates, um, the end result is greater than the parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, to anyone who, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, no, this time you're going. Okay, you're gonna remember <laughs> what you were about to say? No, but go. You, you started to say to anyone. Um, okay, got it. Okay. I was going to say, I find giving the gift of something I made to be better than receiving a gift. So I get giddy about it. I get, I'm giddy at Christmas and I'm giddy at birthdays and I'm giddy at any time I get to give a gift more so than any time I've received one. And I, that makes me probably a really bad gift receiver and I'm sorry. <laughs> because I do enjoy that too, but like I get so much out of giving that you're right. It does make both sides, the giver and the receiver, it gives mm-hmm. them both something. And I get, I get that is all I'm saying. That doesn't mean yeah. you shouldn't give me gifts. <laughs> My email address is... Be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> my address is... <laughs> I'm sorry I'm going to cut this part out of the podcast too <laughs> I'm having a day I don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> what were you going to say Trey 
Um, to anyone who buys uh, buys something from uh, from Amy's store, from Bold Oracle, or buys anything from any of the wonderful vendors that are going to appear at um, appear at the festival, um, just remember that it is made with a lot of love. It's made with a lot of care. Um, so it's not just something to be worn at Renfest. It is something that uh, means a lot to the people who make it. So um, that is not just a pretty piece. It is art. Please remember yes. that. Yeah, everybody at Living Myth is going to be, I think every single one of them is going to be people who make their own products. There's not going to be, you know, sometimes you go to a craft sale and there's like, pyramid scheme tables and all kinds of weird stuff and you're like you did not make this you ordered this from china you know mm -hmm. what i mean or whatever the, no every we're not having those people there so it'll just be art and and then the other fun stuff you got to have at a festival we're trying to make sure we have henna and face painting and you know what i mean that kind but that still is art so yeah it is art it'll be and it's still a, a part of that person who made it it is and i yep. i never understood that until it was explained to me like this if you think about one person that created something that you enjoy in your life and they are no longer with us mm -hmm. for instance a musician there are plenty of musicians we've loved that have passed actors um artists all kinds of people like that in our lives that created something mm -hmm. and can no longer that's it. They're mm -hmm. gone. You can right. only create so many things in your life. You have a mm -hmm. limit. Everybody does. So yes, there's definitely a part of them in every single one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All of it is all limited edition. Right. And sometimes people forget that um, when they look, you know, for instance, if you shop at Etsy or shop at somebody who's like my store where, you know, they made most of the pieces themselves, they forget that that's a human person being who's making those pieces so yeah they might not make i mean that might be your chance to get it because they might not make the same type of art forever they're a person that grows in their art and you kind of have a you know a path and a process that you go through and you learn and grow like anybody does so if you really like this particular maybe their work you know right now i'm doing the coin drape necklaces but if you like my kind of diehard fans know that seven years ago it didn't really look like that you know my jewelry didn't look the same and um so like when you shop from somebody who's a handmade seller and mm -hmm. if you find that perfect piece you're not going to find it again you're not shopping at walmart it's not going to be something you can find in a different store because they just sourced it in China anyway. And there's millions of them out there. Mass produced. You yeah. can grab it if you can, you know what I mean? And that's it. That might be it. What advice would you give someone who was considering starting a festival like what you're doing? Is there um, any advice for that you would give for them to maybe begin that journey. Yeah, so there's, for to begin the journey, you have to spend a lot of time. Um, there's not much that's more stressful. There's not very many things that are more stressful than having an event for that what might be over a thousand people. Because you're, 
you know, their safety and everything is involved and whether they're going to be able to get food for the day and basic things like that. So you need to be ready mentally to do that. If you're not that kind of person, if you're a person who cracks under pressure, either don't do it or find a partner who is a hundred percent into it and is committed to doing it with you. And then uh, the other thing is, um, the second thing is you have to be committed enough to look into all the insurance and figure out all the tax forms and all that kind of stuff or have somebody who does it with you um, before you kind of start. You need to know how to do that. I was really lucky because the people at Ren and the Glen are the nicest people ever and they already have done this 10 times. So, you know what I mean? They were, they're more than willing to share all of that with me, all the knowledge. And they even shared some of their volunteers and everything. Awesome. Um, they're so sweet. Um, so then the third thing, which is the most important of all of them, the second one is important because you got to cover your ass. You know what I mean? You got to make sure everything's okay and safe for people. And nobody's, if somebody gets hurt, that they're going to be taken care of and you have an emergency plan, etc. So the third thing that's more important than any of those is, um, on one level anyway, is that you have to understand how to dream and see it from the audience's perspective. So if you don't understand, if you're going to get so stressed out, and I do vacillate between them, I'm not saying you should never feel stressed. I'm just saying you have to be able to get back to that core of why you're doing it. And um, so, like, for instance, I just went and bought a whole bunch or got from the library a bunch of fantasy novels and movies so that when I'm stressed out and feeling overwhelmed, I can get back to into that mindset. So um, what I use for it and everybody has their own beliefs, but I do the law of attraction is my big thing. So I'm always thinking about if I'm stressed out, then I think about something that doesn't stress me out about it. Like just oh. the, the little, like the idea of the little kids eyes lighting up. There's nothing about that that's stressful. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. cause if you're feeling stressful, then more stress is going to come and It kind of builds into this horrible, like vacuum of oh, pretty soon. It's just too much and too overwhelming and you give up. It escalates. But it, <laughs> once you're good at it. Yep. I mean, everybody has that in, in a lot of parts of our life every day. But if you um, instead think about the part of it that's wonderful and beautiful and magical and um, makes or just makes you happy, it might just be interesting or satisfying, any positive feeling. There's lots of them. Sometimes we forget that. <laughs> but um and then just hold it in your mind for at least like 17 seconds or so. And pretty soon your brain will start adding other positive things to it. And that's kind of basically the law of attraction. So once you, I think about that little kid and how they were looking at me when they came up to me, you know, with the big wings on and they were just a little kid. So I must've looked huge to them, especially with the wings being so huge and their eyes just got so big. It was so cute. Um, and I'll sit there and think about that for quite a long time, you know, a while. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah. And, you know, well, Saskia and Corey are the people who own Run in the Glen. And they invited me over. And we just had the best time. So another thought will come that's positive about that and how great that was. 
and that just keeps snowballing. So that's the advice I would give because it is a very stressful um, position, but it's so worth it. And if you're able to manage your own emotions and be able to manage your state of flow, I mean, that's a whole skill set has taken me years to get even here. And I don't feel like I'm, there's way more to go. There's always going to be more ways that I can grow in that. But that's, I think, really important. If you can't manage your emotions, please don't do it because you're going to end up screaming at people and having a bad reputation and dropping the ball on things, you know. Yeah, that's not what you want to be known for. (laughs) No, that's icky. Yeah. And the other thing is you don't have to have all the ideas. You need to just be a good listener and be enthusiastic about other people's ideas. So when people come to you with a cool idea, then you need to say, yes, that's such a good idea. Even if you're not quite sure if it's a good idea, Um, because there's always something in it that you can, that is good and you can build on it. So you should say, yes, let's do that. And let's do this in addition to it. And, um, yeah. And that's That's good leadership. That's good leadership. Yeah. But it's, it is good leadership, like, but it's just practical and it also is, how do I explain this? You're doing more than just getting some ideas from someone for a project that you're working on. You're like creating the right, the whole right mindset for that person and really creating a, a wonderful space for them to create. It's safe for them. You feel safe to them. And so you, they can really explore their own creativity in a deep way that is probably going to catapult into more and more projects in their lives in the future. Whereas if you're continually squelching them, you know what I mean? That's, that doesn't help like the universe at large. And they're going to feel more open to share ideas with you in the future. For sure. Yeah. And just in general, like with me, but it doesn't have to be just for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's for the world or whatever, I guess. And for them. Yeah. That's really good insight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's how I run it. That's And I've done events. They were mostly belly dance events, but I've done that for years and years and years now. Just the first ones I ran were just parties at my house out in the yard. And like 30 people would come or 40 people and we'd have this hilarious belly dance show. Because we were like, most of us were beginners or, you know, very beginner intermediate. And some of the stuff that happened was so funny. <laughs> But we just had fun and I love doing events. So that's where I started. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes I wait for Trey because I don't know if he's about to ask a question or not. Oh, no, I'm I'm sitting listening in awe. Um, one thing I will ask is um, we talk a lot about like inspiration and making things happen. Um and like speaking things out into the universe. So what is something that you are speaking into the universe right now or something that you are wanting to happen? Um, so when you begin speaking something out into the universe, you begin in a really general place. So mm-hmm. I, um, 
my general thing is that I'm going to be able to do things like this, but it will be like peaceful, not boring peaceful, but I'll feel peaceful. I won't be, I won't have swings of abject terror. <laughs> <laughs> that might be menopause too. <laughs> I'm going to remember this phrase. But like, um, so that being able to do it with a just calm, you know what I mean? And that not just like keeping myself under control, but truly feeling peaceful and that happy, peaceful feeling. Kind of like that feeling like when you were a little kid and you were sitting and looking at the Christmas lights and you knew that the next day was going to be you get to, there would be presents under there and the Christmas lights were pretty. And it was good enough to just look at the Christmas lights and know that all those good things were going to happen. That's what I'm kind of wanting for the the event planning times. Like, I want to feel that way. That's, so that's what I'm speaking out. That's how it's it really important be. to to the words are not important. The the emotions are important when you're trying to create things. Really, I know that seems opposite of what everybody says, but no, it's, it's yeah, it's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it'll be better because you did keep that as a focus. Right. Yep. And then. Um, also, I just want there to be more fun in my life. Like, I want it to be not stressful. Like, you should do a bunch of stuff. You should do this and that and get this done. And you should be a workaholic and everything else. It, I'd rather my life be centered around a little bit more around fun. And uh, it seems really, to some people, that probably seems ridiculous. But um, you, whatever you're focusing the most on, that's what you get. So I'm going to try that. Why not? Yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. That's that is... Go ahead. Th th no. Mm -mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, that is such an incredibly insightful answer. Um, well, thank you. S start from start from a general place. Don't speak physical things, but speak from the emotions behind it and what you're seeking. Mm -hmm. um, I thank you. That that is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So general is the best. Like I mean, not that you can never be specific, but only be specific if you can stay in that emotional place. You know what I mean? Because if I was mm -hmm. going to be like, I want to have fun by going to Hawaii this year and like somehow pulling out of my butt like $7,000 to do that. Well, that makes you feel stressed. It's no longer fun to think about. And right? dirty money now. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like all into all the whatever goo you have around money in your head. That is probably not true. So if you're just like, I want to have more fun. Just stay with that. What's fun? What's fun right. right now in your life? Or you know what I mean? It might just be you. It might just be like petting your cat is more fun than what I'm having right now. So let's go do that. You know, start very general. And then as like you focus on that more and are, build up your brain's ability to focus on it, then 
it'll get more specific. It's hmm. it's interesting because I just recently read an article about how the average middle-aged woman, they had polled a bunch of middle-aged women and they were like, what do you like to do for fun? What do you do for fun? And so many women could not answer the question. Oh my God. Because yeah, that's lost why I started belly dancing because of that exact reason. Completely lost that part of themselves, whether it was yep. because of kids or career or life or hardship or trauma, whatever. Right. They had just, fun wasn't a part of the equation. And right. they had asked middle-aged men the same thing and they all had their golf or whatever, you know. Right. They, it's time to just like claim to your own fun. There's no yeah. reason, you know, like I was so far gone, but, you know, going back to this old story of when I was younger, I remember because I didn't watch movies, etc., or TV. And then for some reason, my ex decided to get, we decided to get a TV. And I remember watching for the first time in years watching TV. And there was this lady and it was like a reality show of some kind. And she was taking snorkeling lessons and she was in this pool in a bikini just having a blast you know she was having so much fun in mm -hmm. learning how to snorkel and i'm like here i am surrounded by three kids i've got two pairs of jeans and four shirts and one pair or pair of sandals and a pair of regular shoes that is my wardrobe that like that's all i would allow myself so there's any other people did dumb stuff in my life, but it was me that was make holding myself back from all that. And because um, my life would have been very different if I had had a different mindset about it and would have had different expectations. And uh, mm -hmm. I just remember looking at that woman thinking it, I mean, it was just like she was from another planet. Like, why would you do that? Like, what about your where's your kids and your husband? Isn't that, I know that sounds so horrible, but that's how I was thinking at the totally time. Totally get and it. Mm -hmm. think that way. Totally. Yeah, I don't have kids, but I can relate to the mindset of not a lot, getting in my own way. Yeah. Right. You are the always, almost always the thing that stands between you and whatever it is. And right. for me, and it was always time. power back from other people. I'm sorry, say that again. That takes your power back from other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. People don't, don't want to feel like it's them that's standing in the way of themselves because they want to blame somebody else. And I'm not saying other people didn't do anything wrong in our lives, but, but they don't, like, you have the power to change it. They're not going to change it. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. For me, it was always time. I didn't mm -hmm. go kayaking because I always had a dress to make, because I always had a costume to finish, because I always had a bathroom to clean or whatever. And right. it, on my deathbed, I'm not going to be like, oh, thank God I got that bathroom clean. Right. <laughs> thank Nobody's going to care as long as there's not like yeah. mushrooms growing under the toilet or something. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that I finished that dress on the day I wanted to instead of you know instead of going right. frolicking in the forest or whatever it is I wanted to do and didn't allow the time 
I was the one right. that put too much on my plate. I was the one that said yes when I should have said no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of like for me, it's embarrassing to admit that, but it's also freeing because that means if it's your fault, then it means you can change it. Mm -hmm. That is powerful right there. Mm -hmm. And also not beating yourself up. It, yes, it, it was your decision, but it doesn't mean you have to judge yourself and beat yourself up about it. That doesn't help anything. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, your fault in a non-blame game right. way. You know, it's yeah, not... maybe fault wasn't the right word for me to use. Well, yeah, if it's, but I get it. I think our audience would too. It's yeah, not like mm -hmm. you should get down on yourself for that, but owning it can change you. Yeah, exactly. It, speaking as somebody who's, who's been a very much a homebody for a lot of my life, um, hearing you say something like that so honest and openly and this has been I have done more things in the past six weeks with Seth because we both looked at each other and we went we want to do something different we want to do something together mm -hmm. and we want to do it together because we enjoy each other's company and that's fueling us to want to go do these different things which is why I'm going to Renfest which is we want to go to Biltmore. We want to go do like, like I I haven't been bowling in probably two years, and it's like, do you want to go bowling sometime? He's like, yeah, let's go bowling. <laughs> um, Yay! We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the the Beckler. Uh, anyway, long long laundry list. Like we actually have a Google <laughs> Doc, a Google Doc of all of our date night ideas, which is brilliant. Oh, by awesome. the way, Seth, you are brilliant. Um, so. It is, that is really just to echo everything that you've said so far that you are the person that is holding you back. So if you want to go do it, do it. Yeah, I would totally go recommend bucket lists. Like write a list of everything that you might want to accomplish in your life and you'll be really weirded out because if you just write the list and put it in the back of your closet somewhere and then when you clean your closet someday in seven years you pull it out and they'll be almost all gone they'll be almost all done because you took the there's something weird about writing them down i've done that many times and heard a lot of people say the same thing and it's crazy and write the list as if you're still a kid yeah yes not things you should do things you want to do yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to go clean my bathroom. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'm not advocating having a totally disgusting bathroom. But <laughs> no. I will say what I do is like if it makes me feel good to have the bathroom clean. Like there is a kind of a nice feeling to everything being nice for you. Yes. And you're mm -hmm. making it nice for yourself. And so I kind of lean into that for that. But I can't say it's always clean. I'm just saying when I do clean it, that's how I. Yeah. My mindset. There's is. a threshold of. Of I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> and I'm yes, but yeah, like, this is not good for my mental health. <laughs> I've had to learn to let that go because I used I, when I was in my young twenties, I actually here here's another one cause. <laughs> I worked for Mary Maids. 
And when you work wow. for a, a maid service or a service where you clean, they yeah. teach you how chemicals work and why the chemical works on the certain thing to clean it the best and what to use where. And when mm -hmm. you learn that those things, then you become like hyper aware of of those things. I became like, now my life has to be super clean because I know how it works. And so everywhere I lived, I know how to clean really well. So to me, I have to maintain that. I worked for a maid company. Like I knew how to do it. It would be like right. shameful if I didn't keep that up in my own life somehow. <laughs> it wasn't a conscious decision. It just happened. And I've had to learn to kind of let that go so that I can enjoy life. It's okay mm -hmm. if, if there's a little extra cat hair around and yeah. the bathroom maybe can go an extra day because there's, you know, I, cause the Northern lights might be out tonight or because mm -hmm. there's a thing down the road that I want to go see. Absolutely. When my kids were little, they, my mom always advised me that she said, it, it doesn't matter if your house is clean. They're only going to be this age for a little bit. So just don't worry about it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think that stuck with me. She's also um, an oil painter and she, she took that up in her fifties. Oh, cool. Forties and fifties. And so um, she's so passionate about it. And it's really cute to see her working on that. And I remember she would always like when I would call her on the phone, she'd be working on an oil painting and I'd be like blabbing away about whatever was going on in my life. And she'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And finally I'd be like, are you painting? <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> That's great. That was just the most important thing to her. And she is allowed to have that. She doesn't have to listen to me blabbing about my life. You know what I mean? And I think that's a really good um, example for her to set for me. Well, and she could paint and listen at the same time. Not really. Oh, no. Oh, I see. <laughs> no. I thought about that because while you were telling me, I was like, could I edit photos in Photoshop while I'm on the phone with somebody? Well, and think I about if you were like really in flow, in the flow state working and you were just like in that other world, there's, you couldn't hear anything that other person was saying. And that's what you want. So, yeah, there's even some music I can't listen to for that reason. Yeah. While I'm editing. I can other times, but not while I'm True. doing that. Yeah, I've gotten off the phone with people before because I was editing a photo and I just couldn't keep... I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry to anybody who's called me while I've been editing photos. <laughs> I'm sure I have most of it. <laughs> Hi, Kamala Harris. Yeah, we need to start up the uh, the fundraiser for um, those who have been affected by Emily Kramer's editing photos and talking to her in the following ways. We'll have counselors on standby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, um, Amy, I, I this this has been an this has been an incredible evening. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us tonight um, and for sharing your truths and for sharing your artistry and for sharing um, 
the the beautiful thing that you're wanting to bring to to honestly all of the united states because it's not just wisconsin it's everybody's invited to this event yeah um, so i just wanted to say thank you well thank you for reaching out that was so this has been so fun yeah thank you it's i'm so glad you agreed to do it as yeah. last minute as it was <laughs> yeah me too it was yeah it was <laughs> what a crazy week i'm so sorry about my no weirdness like, not at all no. No, don't don't ever apologize for weirdness no. <laughs> true um we, we appreciate um, weirdness yes um but amy before we go um we want to make sure that people are able to connect with you as much as possible um we've talked about boldoracle.com um, but are there any other social Oops. medias or any other uh connection points that um that you would like people to know about um, Bold Oracle has a um, Facebook page, so you can look it up there. Oh. And I'll post the link. I think my big old face is right on there, so it's on all of the social media, so it's just easy to recognize or whatever. Nope, it's your and, it's um, your small face on this one. I'm on, <laughs> and I'm There's on Instagram and TikTok and whatever. So whatever, if you have a question, just reach out. And you are um, Bold Oracle on Instagram? Um, I think so, yeah. Or Bold Oracle Studios. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, I'll post that as well. Perfect. Well, um, it is Bold uh, Oracle Studios. Yeah. There we go. Whenever I see the word or hear the word Oracle, I totally think of the never-ending story. Oh, yep. Definitely. The Southern Oracle and the other one. I can't remember what the other one was called. Remember, there were two. One Oracle was the giant turtle tortoise. Was he? I thought so. And then the mm -hmm. other one was the two winged statues. Yep. That was the Southern Oracle. Yep. And she looked right into his soul or whatever. Mm hmm. That was so, yep. such a good movie. And you know, I back in uh, please don't arrest me black in napster days um <laughs> napster. they had so many remixes of the never-ending story song at one point i had downloaded more than 30 wow different That's remixes for the never-ending story song most of them were like electronica or dance like mixes but that's my favorite. I love the Neverending Story and the Dark Crystal and all that. They're all so good. Anyway, okay, I'm, sorry. I'm going to admit another truth and then I'm going to do, uh, do the announcements. I've never watched uh, the Neverending Story all the way through. Um, so we are pretty Seth. much now on every single... Seth, <laughs> we are... help us. <laughs> we are pretty much now on every Seth. single podcast outlet available. We have moved into your home. We do love your food. I will get tomatoes thrown at me after this podcast ends, but you know that you love us. Thank you. If you would like to donate tomatoes to be thrown at me for not watching and not attending a run fest or not watching the never ending story, please email us at sendustreats at themodrom.com or email us at please sponsor us. We love you at themodrom.com. And what I imagine is going to be a future email address, throw tomatoes at Trey at themodrom.com. Yes. I'm creating it right now. 
<laughs> uh, thank you so much to our moderators. Um, we do say this, um, and I think I'm going to continue saying this every single episode. Uh, this episode, along with every single episode moving forward, is going to be in loving memory to our um, uh, Joe Capone, our moderator, our fellow comedian, critic, encourager, and fantastic friend. Um, you can listen for free wherever you l listen, get, acquire, attain, Sheldon, Showdown, Boot, Scoot, and Boogie, or download podcasts. For updates, announcements, and info on who our next guests are, uh, please follow us on our social media. We like supporting other small crafter, small crafters, crafters in general. <laughs> I just quit. <laughs> and this is how we do it. You were gonna say something. Oh no, I was just gonna poorly sing the theme song to Never Ending Story. Do it! <laughs> <laughs> Never Ending Story! <laughs> what, is, what is that? That's, that's like not even your head voice, it's like your eyebrow voice. <laughs> it's like. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna use that one as a future. <laughs> Hey, I did now to what preface, I did say poorly sing the never ending story. I missed the poorly part, but it didn't work. <laughs> ready. I you know what I'm still glad that I got to hear a little bit of it, so <laughs> there you go. Um so apparently Seth and I are gonna be watching uh never ending story on Friday so we can remedy the situation. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you seth for remedying this um i appreciate you trey will uh, if he doesn't already appreciate you and um try not to cry um at the part where our tax has an incident yes. oh oh god all right i'm just already dreading this just have kleenex ready the rate is and... set we've got 30 by the way okay and thank you, uh, Amy, uh, for being on tonight. Uh, Seth said, so thank you for bringing his evil secrets to life for me to remedy. <laughs> That's wonderful. Evil secrets. Oh, uh, jeez. And I am getting <laughs> roasted tonight. <laughs> <laughs>